Passersby. Oh, is that what they say? What yes. did I say? I don't even know. But that those were not like the words. It was, that that. You said. it was close. No, you didn't say. You said something about passing by. Yeah. No. <laughs> we'll remain passersby until the next time we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't come for Cisco. You know that's how he sounds. Cisco is a vocalist. He You're is. Mad. No, he is. He is. No shade. No, no, no shade. You cannot. Cisco is a vocalist. You cannot hate on that man and his kid here. Mm, no. Mm -mm. That's not what we're doing. I love it, though. I, you know I love your hair. Mm -mm. But we won't compare me to Cisco. That's not what's going to happen. You're two vocalists with platinum no, heads. Sounds like a comparison to me. I'm not a vocalist. I don't tell. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to sing my part. I I sing my part. Then I go on home because I have rude. other things to do. We're rude. We're rude. No, you are. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, Getting Grown with Jade and Kia, where we discuss all things adulting. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the twists, the triumphs, the turns, the turns, and the taxes of being an adult <laughs> in the year of our Lord. 2018 so yeah what's going on in your life ain't nothing um sitting here drinking this delicious tea uh that'll be my black woman self-care this week i purchased an array of loose teas and a tea egg i don't and know what a tea egg is it's this, little, right. it's this little metal uh colander that clicks close and you drop it in your tea like a little ball and it clicks on the side and you drink your tea. It steeps your tea, your loose tea. It's that great. That sounds like a lot of work, but that sounds great. But my week, what, what, my week was good. It was really, really busy. Lots of work. Um, the highlight was love after lockup. Cause you guys know that's my jam right now. Yikes. <laughs> You're upset. <laughs> I'm not upset at all. Love I after lockup is a greatness. I, I I don't know why I always forget the name of the show. I refer to it as I Love the Prisoners, but yeah, that's how I feel about um, um, tons of people or whatever it's called. Tons of people. People by the tons. Family by the ton is wow. the name of the show. Boom. Yes. Um. I I don't know. I I had not watched I Love the Prisoners until I stayed with Crystal last week. Crystal Jean made yeah. everybody watch it. She made me watch it, and now I'm a bit uh, invested in the yeah. program. Um, More than invested. And I don't even really know how I got here, but here we are. So thank you, WeTV, yes. for another television commitment in my already busy life. Thank you so much. Gracias para, para la... Oh, gosh, here we go. <laughs> the basura caliente oh, de televisión. Oh my gosh. Gracias. 
Muchas these gracias. translations, they just happen <laughs> so frequently. I don't know what to do. My grandfather would be really upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was your week? Tell me about your week. My week was okay. Um, yeah, no complaints, I guess. Just another week you get through. Lots of deadlines, lots of work to do. Um, and I was able to submit all the things that needed to be submitted when they needed to be submitted. So we are grateful for that. Ooh, that uh, a blessing. We had an awesome time at Bard High School at the um, Black Lives Matter Day, Day of, of Action. action. Yes. I was trying to make sure I didn't mess up the acronym. Um, but yeah, we had an awesome time. Shout out to Grace and all the students there at Bard High School. What an awesome place. Um, I mean, and so, what, so incredible. Yeah, man. I mean, like, what a group of awesome teenagers that really give me hope in a time where it's easy to feel like the whole world is damned to hell. But thank you, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, the, the very nice young ladies and gentlemen that we met at Bar High School, people with extremely promising futures who are already critically engaged and thoughtfully um, you know, pursuing careers, um, you know, even at the early, early, you know, even in like ninth and 10th and 11th grade. So teenagers yeah. with some substance, man, you guys All are, of them. um, thank you guys for inviting Jade and I to come and holler at you guys, uh, for a little bit. I'm still not sure why we were asked, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're honored and humbled and grateful for every opportunity to share. Um, so thank you guys for having us like legit, legit. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, let's take out some trash. Let's do that. Let's do that right now. You got any trash this week? I don't. Um, I mean, there's lots of things going on in the news. Um, I don't, I didn't prepare a list though. I I couldn't find much trash actually. Um, and I, I haven't been hip to the streets like that outside of the probably the biggest trash that has been surrounding. We're recording on, um, early this week, so it is Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and so Justin Timberlake is going to perform and it doesn't seem that anybody's looking forward to it. I did, however, read that Prince's hologram will not be there. Hallelujah. Yeah, his family was just like, no. Yeah, <laughs> and good. I'm so very glad because yeah. we don't want any parts of that. Um and we should just let Justin do whatever it is that he's going to do and let that be that. Really. Redemption for Janet's titty. Uh, <laughs> Janet and her titties have also stated that they have they want nothing to do with tonight's festivities. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she wishes Justin all of the best and she would just thank you all to keep her name out of her out of your collective mouths because she won't be there. Thank her you. Her titties will not be in the place. And we're so glad about it. Because, I mean, Janet doesn't need the Super Bowl at this point. She's Janet. She's Janet. She didn't well, need Super Bowl then. She didn't need it then. But, you know, you know, this is just the way. The world wanted to just use that as as a blemish on her great legacy. And we just won't allow it. Like, we just, no country. No country. Get out no. of here with your with yourselves. No. Um, I would like things. to, I would like to say that, uh... There's been a lot of rumor of there being a Martin reboot. Yeah, no. Uh-uh, and I'm no. going to, I'm going, my very unpopular opinion is that we don't need to reboot I don't think your opinion Martin. is unpopular at all. I mean, I just say, because I, I felt like the things, I've the posts 
seems like the consensus on the posts that I've seen on the shade room and other gossip accounts on Instagram and uh, such, it seems like people are really excited. Oh, um, are they? Mm, people are like, yeah, this is going to be so great. I think it's it's a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and um, I just feel like we should just let Martin go out as the great treasure that it was. I feel like this reboot is going to be much yeah, like a long season five. I just, yeah, I just feel like, you know how when Jordan came back out of retirement, he was like not 23, he was 45. Yes. It's going to be like just two, like three, that. Did four or five. Yes. And also like, look at, even though we don't like to speak his name now, but Bill Cosby, when they came out, when Cosby show was done and they came out with Cosby later on. I watched Cosby though. <laughs> I wasn't I really, I saw a couple I mean, of it was a different premise. It was not even like it was not connected to the Huxtables at all. Um, but I get I see where you're going. But the thing is, <laughs> I see what you're saying. I just feel like we should just let things like we don't have to. We just don't need it. Leave it's it like, alone. Especially since the last time I saw Martin. On when they did the the anniversary of Deaf Comedy uh-huh. Jam. Mm hmm. Martin didn't look good. He didn't um, look well. He didn't look well. And we all know what Tisha Campbell is doing these days. So I She's just feel not like well. this is not, I feel like this is a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. And I just want no parts of it. I'm actually cringing at the thought of what it would actually be. I think the only, and, and you know, Tommy's gone. Tommy's like, passed. <laughs> Tommy's gone. And I feel like, well, the, Pam is still Pamming. You know, Tashina is still out here. Working you know, working and, you know, thriving and all of that. But I just feel like we got, I don't know. I'm cool. Know. I'm totally cool I'm on okay, it. Right? Like, I'm all set. Like, I'm all set. I'm cool on it. Um, I felt like the Full House re- reboot was whack. I felt like... I didn't all even try re- to watch that. The only reboot that I feel like uh, that I've watched and have not been angry with is Will and Grace. Um, That's what I... Because I felt hearing. like we just... They just literally picked up where they left off. It wasn't like, I mean, and everyone was just kind of like in their respective roles. And it just (laughs) seemed like, you know, the stories had progressed naturally. So it wasn't like offensive. But I feel like um, these other reboots that have been done, like Roseanne is coming back. I don't want that either. Like, I just, I'm just, it's just going to be a no for me. I don't know why we're trying to, with this renaissance of this like revitalization of like 80s and 90s television. I don't know what we're trying to do. Y'all gotta <laughs> leave well enough alone. But I just yeah. feel like we are just asking for, uh, or just, yeah, we're asking for our feelings to be hurt. And I, I wish y'all would just stop. You said it, y'all are setting yourselves up for the okie doke if you want this Martin reboot, because it's just not going to be the same. Season five was trash. And yes, a huge um, co- contribution to it being trash was the fact that uh, Tisha Campbell refused to film any scenes with Martin. That half by screen, the way, that split screen when she was in my face uh, with that stupid split screen. I was over like, it. it was, I was just like, y'all are so disrespectful. Like, leave it alone. I was like, get this iPhone camera out of here. Um, we're not here for the FaceTime uh, screen time. And once, and I don't, I don't understand how we had all that. All, all the stuff surrounding Martin and being inappropriate and then this picture of her popping up kissing him on the cheek I'm just kind of confused about that I don't understand but I just think it's a bad idea and I am a Martin fan 
Um, and I just don't think we need it. And I think we need to leave well enough alone. I understand that Cole needs a job and I'm very sorry for that. But um, I, I mean, Cole got to be getting some royalty. I'm sure checks. he is. No, I'm sure he's getting a royalty check. They still play Martin on MTV, too. I'm sure he's doing fine. They still play the Cosby show. They still play other things that he's been in. Right. Right. I don't really feel like Cosby show. Yes. I don't feel like Cole is on the struggle bus and I'm and I'm no, hoping and praying he's that he's invested his money well. I hope so. And that he, you know, is out here. I hope so. Um, I don't really care about um the Super Bowl on tonight. Don't either. Um, I don't really, I don't want to say, I don't, I don't feel like I'm pressed to watch. Like, I mean, if I'm in here, I'll turn the TV on just to see what the happenings are. I'm not invested in either team one way or another. Nope. Um, I am kind of interested in looking at the commercials, though, because oh, those are always fun. Yes. Um, I know that Tiffany Haddish has a commercial. Cardi B has a commercial. So uh, getting to see, um, you know, my people collect these Super Bowl uh, commercial coins is going to be a blessing to me. That is um, that's that's going to be the highlight for me. I'm going over Crystal Jean's house to eat and drink Ian's rum punch and um, watch the commercials oh, nice. and fellowship. That'll be fun. Um, but yeah, is that all that we have in terms of trash? Yeah, I think that's it for th- for this week. All right, so let's go ahead and shout out the sister. Shout out to my sis. My sis is popping right now. Like. All right, it's time for shout out to my sis. Um, and we actually have two. Jade has one and I have one. So I am going to begin. Uh, first, we have an email. Um, from Stephanie Rose, uh, Stephanie says, hello, my name is Stephanie from Dallas, Texas. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to four beautiful black and brilliant young judges in the Dallas County, um, in Dallas County, Texas, judge Stephanie Mitchell, judge Lisa Green, judge Shaquita Kelly, judge Amber Givens Davis. Collectively, they have a program called pipeline to possibilities. Each year they select a few high schools, from within the Dallas Independent School District that have the highest incarceration rates and educate students of those schools on the different aspects of the justice system while inspiring them to become leaders in society. Uh, Stephanie currently works in the courts building where uh, the program is housed, where these judges are housed. And she says, I must say it is truly an inspiration to see these young misdemeanor and felony judges unite to fight the prison pipeline while inspiring other young professionals like myself to pursue higher education and give back to our communities. These ladies rock and are the epitome of black girl magic. For more information about the program, you can visit the website, www.pipelinetopossibilities.com. And you can like their Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash pipeline to possibilities. She also included a very fabulous photo of all four black women judges. Mm -hmm. They are stunning. Much love to the ladies. Keep inspiring and helping us. Um, and she said, thank you to Jake, you to us, Jay, for helping us as we get grown together. So, uh, thank you, Stephanie, for writing in. Yes. Um, and, uh, I encourage you all to visit pipeline possibilities.com and just watch the promotional video. These four judges are, um, just amazing, brilliant, beautiful black women, rocking natural hair and fabulous accessories. You know how we just bring a certain je ne sais quoi? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not just going to be up there in the black robe. You know, we're going to give you guys a neck piece and an Something. earring Something. and, you know, some hair color. I just love how we kind of bring our own, um, 
identity wherever we are and love that we can just be ourselves in every space. But uh, shout out to these women judges who are um, using their platforms for the betterment of the communities that they serve and helping to educate students about the justice system so that they can hopefully, uh, you know, make choices uh, to not have to deal with it. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, also empower them to educate themselves to want to, um, you know, work within the justice system for, pro- uh, you know, success and progression and all those awesome things. So thank you, Stephanie, again. And shout out to Judge Stephanie Mitchell, Judge Lisa Green, Judge Shaquita Kelly, and Judge Amber Givens Davis. You guys are like the epitome of shout out to my sis. And it's awesome. I wanted to make sure that you guys were the first shout out to my sis of Black History Month. Thank you for all the work that you're doing. You guys check out their website, like their Facebook pages and support them as much as you can. Absolutely. And then next on shout out to my sis is a sis of mine, Shayna, uh, from Hair by Shay. She is the crochet queen out of New Orleans. She works in the Slidell area. Um, mm-hmm. You can find Shayna at facebook.com forward slash hair by Sashay. S-S-A-S-H-A-Y. I will make sure all of the information is in the description box. Um, Shayna is the crochet queen when I all everybody's head I've seen her do looks amazing it doesn't look anything like crochet um, which I didn't prefer when I tried for the first time but I did not do it with Shayna so I guarantee you the next time that I go down (laughs) to New Orleans she is going to do my hair so make sure if you are in the New Orleans area especially the Slidell area that you hit up Shayna for all it and she doesn't just do crochet she does um, braids twists, uh, natural hairstyle. So hit up Shayna. All of her information will be in the description box. I love you so much. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't shout her out if she literally was not the crochet queen, if she was not as good as she was. So you guys make sure that you check out Shayna on her Instagram and on her Facebook page. Um, again, all of the information will be in the description box. So shout out to all of our sisters this week. Yes, supporting black black business, black women business, uh, black history year, 2018. <laughs> Talk about it, 2018. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome me, welcome you, welcome back to the kitchen table. It's time for Kitchen Table Talk. Jade, what are you snacking on today, sis? The tea that I told you all about. Let me tell y'all how to hook up this chai tea. Okay. okay. I hooked it okay. up. I threw a cinnamon stick in it so that it's just resting nicely and, and steeping. Um, I told you it's a chai black mixed with some jasmine tea. I did loose tea with some almond milk and some honey. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. It is so good. It is so delicious. So that is what my snack is this week. Is that a chai tea latte? Since no, it has some milk in it? Maybe. No. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> It's fine. I don't think so. It doesn't have a shot of espresso. I think my chai tea lattes have a shot of espresso. I think. I don't get them anymore, so I don't know. All right. What you snacking on? I don't really have any snacks. I stopped by the Whole Foods Hot Bar when I was on my way home from church Mm -hmm. because I had to pick up my um, prescription from the CBS directly across the street. And while I was in there, in the Whole Foods, I picked up uh, some... Lime Italian sparkling mineral water. Mm. Oh, it's pretty tasty. And from the hot bar, I got some green beans because I'm ridiculous. And I just felt like I haven't had enough vegetables this week. So I wanted to just get some more. Um, so I got some some uh, green beans and I just put some smoked sea salt on them. 
Yes, go ahead, sis. Ooh. And I just was, you know, munching on those. Oh, that's what you was crunching on earlier. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I needed I, some vitamins, some uh, minerals. That's how I felt last night. So I ate a whole rack of kale salad with some cornbread croutons. But um, I want to tell you. Okay. I don't know. There a, a box of Triscuits magically popped up in my house after our last episode. I had Wheat Thins. No, I'm sorry. You're right. Wheat Thins. Wheat mm-hmm. Thins. A box of Wheat Thins magically popped up in my house. I keep saying Triscuits. Sis, I went to town. So good, right? So like, <laughs> I forgot how good Wheat Thins were. I can't even tell you. I had to. I am ashamed to say that I think it was Monday. Or Tuesday. Oh, tweeted about the sun-dried tomato ones. Sun-dried tomato joints. When I tell you I sat at my desk and ate the entire box. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just throughout the day. I didn't have any lunch. I literally went to the supermarket, got those wheat thins on my break, and I just literally sat there and ate out of the box. And then it was yeah. like, you know, and you know, I don't come, I don't um stay at work. I mean, I don't uh I don't uh, leave work at reasonable hours. So I was like at work until like eight or nine o'clock. And I was just munching on the wheat things and I was, it reached my hand in the box and was like, girl, you know, you have eaten every cracker out of this box. <laughs> what is wrong with you? But I have no uh, regrets because they are so delicious. So good. I stopped myself from buying another box today because I was like, girl, you cannot be out here eating these boxes of wheat things like one box at a time. I'm now trying to watch it just a little bit and I'm going to start my little workout and stuff. It's just too much. So easy to just get consumed. But yeah, snack times around the kitchen tables are always good, good fun. Um, But yeah, we're going to have a a little fun today as far as our topic. Um, I was so, so inspired by watching the purple carpet, the photos of the purple carpet from the Black Mm. Panther premiere, because Black people are everything everything and all of the black people that attended the black panther movie premiere were everything um and it Issa. just uh shout out to Issa. shout out to janelle monet shout out to uh Lupita. shout out uh, first of all angela bassett and shout out black women and i said uh lovey i saw it on lovey's page but lovey said black women invented the color yellow correct yeah, yeah you're right the sun i mean that's just what it is right I so just, yeah Angela Bassett was out there looking like somebody's son. It's Trinidad. Like bruh. she was go I mean, this outfit and it was sheer if you looked closely. Yes, and when she gave you guys a good shimmy, you could see her goods. Yes. Oh, Tastefully. <laughs> That's how you just set it out. That's but how you really do set it. it out. You know what right. I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Um, you know, uh, what's the boy's name? Uh, oh, Chadwick. The Yes. Chadwick and um, the lead villain. The cute um, one. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yes, indeed. Him as well. I'm so old. See, I can't remember anybody's name anymore. Uh, but <laughs> all the people were there looking stunning. Sterling Brown was there. Um, it was just, listen, if you have not, I admonish you to just Google Purple Carpet, Black Panther movie premiere. Get your life because the pictures are everything. Black people also invented the color purple. Ha, <laughs> Correct. No lies told. <laughs> but yeah, I was so inspired watching those photos that I was thinking like, bruh, what if what if we could be superpowers? Like, what if we could be superheroes and have superpowers? So today, at getting grown, <laughs> we are in Wakanda. We are in Wakanda. <laughs> We're in like Wakanda, like 2018. Mm-hmm. And 
we have the power to become the superheroes that we've always dreamed of becoming. Um, and Jade and I are going to talk a little bit about what, who those superheroes are, where they live, what they do for a living, what is the breadth of their superpowers, how they help the people around them, how people can get their attention when they are in duress, all of the goods. We just thought it would be cool to talk about that. We don't really have any, 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 um, (laughs) we don't have any, uh, life skills kind of talk for you all today. We're literally just talking Not about today. what it would, how cool it would be if we could celebrate our blackness by manifesting uh, superpowers that help us and help our communities. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. So Jade, if you could be a superhero, what would your name be? The Mary Jane Mommy. The Mary Jane mommy. And the Mary Jane mommy would be based where? Would she live in a city? Would she live on a remote uh, rural area? Like, just tell me more about the Mary Jane mommy, please. She's dual coastal, Mm -hmm. which means she lives on one coast, um, but she moves back and forth between Brooklyn and Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, my. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She loves Charleston because Charleston is one of the most relaxing places on this entire planet with some of the best food, the cleanest waters, um, uh, and a dollop of racism because you, you need to have that reality. (laughs) So, Oh my God. She, she goes back and forth between Brooklyn and Charleston. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. What about yours? (laughs) Um, uh, I would be, uh, I would be known as the equalizer. Yes. And I would specialize in uh, taking situations where there is inequity. And nah, I would level the. Nah, you jumping, you jumping. You didn't tell me where you're based. Wait, I'm trying to explain what that means, though. Oh, okay, I'm just saying it. I would level the playing field for my people, right? Yes. So the, the, uh, the equalizer or equity woman, whichever one you want to call her, um, she is based. In the city. Like, I would say that she would live in a very urban kind of area. Yes. Um, maybe Harlem, but I could also see her in a place like D.C. or mm-hmm. uh, maybe, like, I, I feel like Atlanta so is... I don't want to say she wouldn't be based in Atlanta. I could see her. She pro- she kind of bounces around because, you know, kind of think of the enclaves where there are kind of young black professional people she kind of hops around from city to city so she might spend some time in chicago she'll Mm -hmm. spend some time in houston or dallas she'll pop over to charlotte she'll Mm -hmm. see what the kids are talking about in detroit but you know she just kind of moves about into the urban areas where young black professionals are living and thriving Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so yeah tell me about mary jane mommy um does she have a day job what does she do during the day uh, during the day, she is a chef. Okay. Um, and what she does is she's low-key like Santa. So what the Mary Jane mommy does is she's the superhero of all things motherhood, wifing, <laughs> and immigration. And so those are her three specialties. So um, so like when you like when you're looking at therapists online, when you're looking up the superheroes <laughs> online and you're trying to figure out who to specializes in what, those are her specializations. So good. So um what she does is for all the mothers in America, I'm sorry, all over the world actually, 
<clears throat> um, especially the black mothers. She, uh, but she's she's equal to all. For the working mothers, she makes sure that dinner is provided and it's something that the mothers want to eat that they do not have to work for. And then she also makes sure that they come home to a clean house every single day so that they don't have to worry about those mundane things and they can focus on their children and also on themselves. Um, she also provides an on-call babysitting service that never says no, that has all screened <laughs> professional babysitters um, in the event that you want a date night or you need to have some time by yourself. Mm -hmm. So anytime that the rubber glove is in the air and the light shines on it, um, that's when the Mary Jane mommy provides on-call babysitters because the mother needs some rest at the time. Um, and then for immigration, she makes sure that all immigrants have free green cards. They don't have to go through that tedious, stupid uh, procedure and pay all of that money. And they have free travel back and forth to where they're from and where they live. And her tagline is, I got you. <laughs> and her arch nemesis are raggedy niggas. Oh, my God. Include husbands, baby fathers and Donald Trump. <laughs> so what does her outfit look like? Like, is this somebody like when, the, when you need the Mary Jane mommy? And she, you call her, and she shows up. What does she look like? Oh, she shows up. She got natural hair, um, and she generally shows up um, with a blunt and a kimono. Oh, a kimono. So she has like a like a cape, like a kimono cape. Kind yeah, of. a kimono cape, and she just kind of sits. She just kind of appears cross-legged on your couch, like, "Hey, girl, <laughs> What's what up? you need? What you? Need? <laughs> I got you. I got you. Mm -hmm. I see it." You see it? I totally see it. So that's my superhero. Tell me tell me a little bit more about the equalizer slash the equity woman. So the equalizer is really just a young black professional woman, always, you know, looking amazing, face always beat, lashes yes. always expertly applied. She's there. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? And she's just always together, hair amazing. Everything, outfit, ensemble, always in place, always appropriate. She's comfortable. She can and she can transition, you know, depending upon whatever, when, when you call her, when you need her, how you need her to show up. Like she'll give a pump and a pencil skirt. She can also show up in a sweatsuit, some joggers and some Jordans. Like who said what? What do you need? She's versatile. She can kind yes. of be whatever you need her to be at the time. Mm -hmm. But all of her clothes feature a E. Like she has like a brooch. It's like a little studded brooch that has the E on it. And whatever she has on, she has the E. Uh, you know, the E, that's how you know that she's the, the equity woman is there to help you out. Um, and what she does is that she makes the playing field level. So you know how, you know, this whole, we live in a society where like it's all, they, they've pumped us full of all of this meritocratic BS that makes that, you know, mm -hmm. they, they spoon feed us all of this stuff that says this is a land of opportunity and we can go forth in the world and be whoever we want to be. And everyone, as long as you work hard, you'll have what you need and you won't have to worry about, you know, you know, you know, the thing you can build your house where you can have the American dream, so to speak. Right. But you know, those of us 
with melanin, we understand that that is just not our testimony. And we have had to deal with centuries of systemic and structural racism and oppression that have literally left us, uh, you know, left us in, in um, we're, we're just not as far ahead in terms of, you know, pro- progression, you know, financially, um, you know, than our counterparts. And that's what we'll just call them. Right. We don't want to. We'll just so the equalizer comes to help give you a real hand up um, and help you know so she gives access to things and she uh, you know forgives things you know the things that you kind of inherit by virtue of being uh, you know of a marginalized identity so she specializes in things like student loan forgiveness um, and credit repair <laughs> And, you know, she she does things that, you know, in terms she she hands out capital, not just capital in terms of money, but like human capital. She gives you the rules, uh, the things that you need to know that nobody will tell you. She will she will give you social capital, you know, cultural capital. This is what you need to know in order to navigate these spaces. You know, the the, the things that that white folks know and they've learned because they've had these experiences. And we just when we get these experiences, we don't really know how to navigate these spaces. When you have these instances and you don't know how to do this kind of work, you just call on the equity woman and she's there in your ear like this. Okay, sis, this is what, okay, don't let, let me, okay, this is what we, this is what we're going to do. She's a max, she's a master strategist and she's just out here to get everybody back into place where we are all, you know, where the playing field is level and we can, we don't have a problem. We're not looking, she doesn't give handouts, but she's actually, she's just going to give you what you need so you can get to the place where you can build your own empire because we have the means to do that. We have the ideas, the innovation to do that. We just, sometimes we don't have the resources, the startup resources to get where we want to be. So the equity woman, you know, is going to forgive your student loans and help you get your credit in order and get your finances in line. She's, and she also has, um, so like when you need her, she's kind of has, okay. So when you need the equity woman, every house is going to be outfitted with like an Alexa kind of thing. But when you press the button for the equity women, you know what I'm saying? You'll be patched into this network of, of, uh, you know, it's like dispatchers who would just kind of like let, you know, well, you can explain what your issue is. And then the equity woman if it's something that she can handle over like remotely, like if she just needs to tell you something, okay, girl, this is what we need to do. Um, or, you know, she'll do it that way. Or if you need her to show up, then you can make an appointment and she shows up wherever you need her to be when you need her to be That's there. It. She also has some other hidden powers as well. And she is, um, she, she repairs split ends. Yes. <laughs> You know how the girls, you know how you have to, you could get a trim and, you know, you really have to like let your split ends grow. If you have not been maintaining your trims and, or conditioning your hair properly and, you, and your ends are looking chewy and you don't want to do a big chop, you can call Equity Woman and she will, she has the formula to get your ends together. So she will say, equalize she your will strands. equalize your strands. She also is, uh, she also provides Instant nail repair. You know, for when, oh. you're, when you're out here typing fast, when you're working hard, minding your business, and all of a sudden one of your nails just breaks off and you stuck and you can't get to the nail shop, all you need to do is press the equity Alexa and be like, girl, my nail just broke. She'd be like, all right, sis. And then it's just like literally just like a little thing that you stick your finger in on the wall. Instantly, your nail is saved. Yep. Because, because the real. equity woman understands your plight. 
so yeah, that would be my superpower. Those are the things that I would want to do if I had that. In a, in addition to uh, you know being able to fly and you know um, having having the power to look at clothing and it appear in my closet. Mary Jane Mommy doesn't fly. Um, she she power walks, <laughs> but it's like at a very rapid pace. No, I fly. I fly and I don't have to deal with things like TSA. And I literally just fly. Like I don't have to deal with airports. There's no luggage. I always have what I need. I just fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are. Oh, and for the Mary Jane Mommy, if you need to call her, all you do is just go in the bathroom, turn the light off. And flick your lighter three times. That's right. She appears. That's right. That's all you got to do. So cool. So who are the cool. ne- what's who's the nemesis of the um of the Equity Woman? Oh man, flash equalizer. Uh, the Equity Woman's nemesis is like um just 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 structural just structural ish like you know what I'm saying like just. <laughs> All the things like, you know, the structures that have been established to kind of keep us at a place where we are just, you know, not. uh, I don't even know how to because I don't we because we are not substandard, you know, or we are we ourselves are not inferior. But the structures are literally set in place that have they've they've done so much to 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 steal our power and that they make me sick. So like. I was um, at church today. Um, Reverend Watley uh, quoted a quote from Carter G. Woodson, and he was talking about um, he was talking about um, how uh, the power the power of the power behind teaching someone that they are inferior. Like when you when you know what I'm saying. Like when I think of like racism and and slavery and all that stuff. Aside from the brutal. Um, you know, physical abuse. I think mentally, the systems of slavery and Jim Crow and all the you know the structural means, the ways that people of color were oppressed in this country, the the damage that they really did to us was like mental, and that it stole right. our power and it stole our ability to hope and dream and believe, and you know it really just set us back in terms of it didn't give us access to information and resources um in 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 ways that you know set us back for generations so mm-hmm. my the so the I, I don't know the arch nemesis well, of talking. the equity woman is literally like the constitution <laughs> <laughs> literally like that is just gross. Equity woman versus the Constitution. Equity woman versus the United States government. <laughs> That's real. Oh I told you, Donald Trump. It's so mm-hmm. crazy. I um, I was talking to my cab driver the other day about that, about uh, just the plight of Black people because, you know, there's a, a, a huge misconception with American Blacks um, that live in the projects or live in unfortunate uh, conditions. Um and I was talking to him about how that is systemic and it started so long ago, like you said, generations prior because of access. Um, and while, you know, people get tired of us blaming things on slavery and talking about slavery and they're like, we're never going to move forward if you all keep talking about slavery. Unfortunately, that is the start of where a lot of us are now. Um, but we got stuck in that mentality where we, you know, we didn't know where to go. 
And that's why a lot of slaves stayed on plantations. And that has continued on with generations with families who have not necessarily just grown up in the projects. Because like I said, I have a lot of family who's grown up in the projects, but people not being able to get out of that mentality and out of those living conditions because they don't know how. Legit. And it's a it's a it's a mental it's a mental thing. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Because and it's an education. Absolutely. Thing. And I found myself even after having, you know, being blessed to 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 you know, even after being blessed to have access to opportunities and education and information, um, I find myself still struggling with those those mindsets of like Right. You know what I'm saying? In terms of like how how I think about money, how I relate to money, how I how money makes me feel. Um, you know, there are certain mental mentalities that I have to literally work through in terms of like, okay, girl, money is a tool, it's a resource. You have, you know, it's not something, you know, because growing up watching my family struggle um affected me and it now that I have, you know, resources and means, I still struggle with that mentality of like, okay, you know, you don't want to lose it. So you working and working and working, you know, how do you, you know, where do you put it? How do you have, you know, the anxiety of it? How do you spend it? How do you keep, how do you manage it? Um, and maintaining that control and being in, in, in the position where it's like, I want to manage this money. I don't want this money to manage me. Breaking right. down those mindsets. And, you know, that's the kind of thing in terms of, that that's the kind of you know what I get at what I'm getting at when I say I want to combat that and li- actually level the playing field and not just in those superficial ways that have been done in terms of you know like ways that we've been doing in terms of increasing access increasing access is one thing so you know we want we want more students of color in colleges we want to make sure you know that that's cool we let we we have different programs that target. Uh, students of color in terms of recruitment, but what are we doing to colleges and universities in terms of how are we making sure that, that those are, those are places that are safe and, um, you know, uh, empowering and are equipped to handle the unique needs of marginalized populations of color. Um, you know, once we get there, how do we ensure their success? You know, not, not assuming that they have to go about it the same way that other populations have. So, didn't want to get off on that tangent, but we thought it would just be cool to think through what would, what would our superpowers be if we had the opportunity to have it. I'm super excited about Black Panther. I've been reading up on, uh, you know, reading old Black Panther comics and just reading up on Black Panther as a character. Um, and I'm super mm-hmm. excited because, you know, he's not just, you know, some some cape superhero uh, some badass black man who can really fight. He is that too, but he's also like an intellect and he's, uh, you know, really smart and strategic and he fights for his people. So I'm just super excited. I can't wait until February 16th. I'm so excited to see the movie. Um, and I just thought this would be a cool conversation for us to have as we get ready for Black Panther to be released on, I mean, in a couple of weeks. I did. I, did you get your tickets? I did not yet, but... I did. I bought my tickets for the morning of the 19th. I will be um, seeing Black Panther at 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, Nobody's mad. <laughs> so the movie theater has brunch to where I'm, I'm going. I'm going to be in New York that weekend because that's also the same weekend as uh, the Read Live, um, the anniversary yes, show. Is. So uh, my intention was to 
see what you know fury and crystal in the in the camp is doing i know i know that fury is going to see it more than one time so i need to um i need to yeah i probably will be at some point this week reaching out to uh my folks in new york to try to make a plan so that we can hopefully all go see it together that would be fun and i'm open to seeing it more than one time. So. Yeah, I saw on um, YBF that Octavia Spencer and a bunch of other um, Black celebrities are renting out theaters so that, you know, yes. um, maybe people who can't afford, because movies are like $14, $15. Nigga, it's like a $30 Jesus experience. Christ, uh, so yeah, there, there are renting out theaters in, um, you know, communities of color so that children who might not have the means to see the movie, get the opportunity to see the movie. So I think that that's awesome. I'm actually thinking about, I'm thinking about ways. I think that there are also ways online. I'm going to research some, but there are ways online that you can sponsor tickets for people as well. So you guys, we got to support it. We got to get behind this. We got to, we got to make sure that Black Panther literally like breaks all kinds of records. Um, Because this is the kind of film that we've been waiting for. I know I have. No, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited for Black Panther. I cannot wait. Um, it'll be even better to see it with my people. So um, we can definitely try to make that happen. But make sure your face is in the place. You support yeah, this all-black cast. Um, a shout out to the school. I don't know where it was, but the video circulating oh, on the internet. Ron, of Ron, Clark, Ron Clark Academy or whatever. Yes. Those babies were dancing. They were excited. They get to go see uh, Black Panther. And that's how you carry on when you get to go see the movie, man. I'm so, I was so high. I watched that video so many times. It just brought me a joy that I can't even explain. So, uh, yeah, make sure your face is in the place. uh, February 16th um, for Black Panther. Let's support the movie. And uh, let us know what your superhero uh, would be the name, yeah. the powers. We're excited to read all of your responses via Twitter, via Facebook, um, SoundCloud, all that, all that, all that. Yeah, man. Hope you guys like this and uh, move right along into Honesty Box. Honesty Beasy. Honestly? Truly. It's time for the Honesty Box. Honestly? Truly. Truly. My niggas, my niggas, I want to start by saying I love y'all. Key is my church friend in my head. I relate to everything she says on a spiritual level, and I catch myself quoting, give me my coins, or I can't complain about the work I ask God for. That's right. Jade, your personality so amazing and real. I don't have many blunt friends, and you just hit me every week with the truth in a funny but genuine way. Thank you, my my lady. (laughs) I am writing you all because I'm in need of advice. I'm 24 and have been married for two years. I dated my husband five years before getting married. We have a seven-month-old baby also. In December, he decided that he wanted to get a divorce because he feels that he wants to live a single life. Man, listen. Ooh, I tried and tried to fix it, listening to him suggest counseling and even tried to spend more time with him, but he doesn't want or care about any of that. Mm-hmm. I've been fasting, praying, and really trying to understand it all. This has been very traumatic for me. After putting it in God's hands, um, he has given me a peace that me and my baby can't deal with this inconsistency. Someone that loves you fights for you and doesn't give up that easily, especially mm-hmm. when I want to wait to have a child. But he insisted. Mm-hmm. I thought, sure, he is a great husband. We're in a great place in our marriage. My dilemma is that he is planning to move out in March. The lease is in my name. 
My mm-hmm. dad offered my baby and I to stay with him until I can get my finances in order. However, I can manage my rent expenses, but it will lead to like a little saving. I have an amazing support system and they have mentioned to uh, mentioned to me about helping me with the bills. Should I just move in with my dad where I have minimum bills or should I try it on my own with support with my baby? I want to make the best decision for my baby and me. My dad is recently single man in his 40s and I don't want to impose on his personal space. Please help. Keep the realness and laughs coming. I've been in a dark place lately, but listening to y'all every week distracts me from the negativity that's happening in my life. Aww. Love the baby and single wife. Precious heart. Ooh. Well, first of all, all of my love, support, and everything to you um, right now while you are going through a very, very, very difficult time. Um, I, I just, I have to say that first. Kia, do you want to, um, what do you think? Oh, man, this is terrible. Uh, niggas are terrible. Um, they are. Just trash. Hey, man, I think that, uh, Wow. So, um, I'm glad to hear you say that you've received peace in terms of, you know, coming, coming to, coming to terms with the fact that warrants or, um, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not a matter of trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? It's a matter of like, this is what it is. And I don't, I may not understand the why. Um, but I, I do know that this is not a situation that is healthy for me and my child. So I'm going to take the responsibility that is mine to get my child and I into a better situation. So I want to yeah. commend you for that because we do oftentimes find ourselves in a space where we're spinning our wheels, just trying to figure out, well, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm learning is that oftentimes we don't get that kind of, this is why clarity um, until much, 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 much later. Um, and this is where faith comes in. Cause it's like, you know, this, yeah, this is where faith comes in. Cause this it's like, you, know, you don't, you know, we, we're not going to know the whys, but right. we do know, we do know the what's. Um, and that's, that you have to put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, totally, totally. So I want to first commend you for that. I also feel like, um, this might be an opportunity. I'm really cautious here because part of me is just like, if your father is offering to help you, um, then, you know, it would make sense for you to take him up on that offer. But I also hear you saying that you feel like you can manage on your own. So I think that if it were me, I would not feel the pressure to make a decision right away because it, it doesn't seem to me that you have peace about one or the other. So when I say that, I say until you can say and have, and have a, make a decision that you have peace in. So it's like, I'm going to move with my father. There are no, no, no buts about that. Or I'm going to stay on my own. And there are no buts about that. Then I think it might be, it might be wise to just kind of sit still and see how things are. Mm -hmm. Um, See if it is really feasible for you to manage this household on your own. Mm -hmm. See if the people who have all, already extended themselves as help to you will actually do that. Because, um, I mean, your dad is not going anywhere. Um, and it's not a situation where it's like you have to decide today that you're going to move in with him. It might be like, you know, you try to float it for three months 
And if it gets to be too much of a burden, then you know that, you know, I'm going to move with my dad and I'm going to have that help. Or, you know, I'm going to move with my dad for six months so I can stack my paper and then do some like, you know, and to, so I'm saying that you might, it might be in your best interest to take some time at this point and just mm-hmm. kind of sit with where you are, see how things are in this new normal. And then from there, when you have that context, you, you will be in a better position to kind of plan for your future and for your child's future as far as where you guys go from here. So right. I very prayerfully, <laughs> very prayerfully, um, you know, offer that advice to you, hoping, you know, that, you uh, find it helpful. I empathize with your situation and I'm, I'm praying for you um, that you'll get the direction in terms of which is the best course of action for you to take. Um, I don't want to tell you one way or another because I don't feel like I know. I don't feel like it's my place, but there are sometimes I, I can't speak from the experience, personal experience. It's like sometimes when you don't know what you should do, you just wait until you have a better sense of what's, what's the right thing to do. I agree with Kia 100%. Um, take your time with your decision-making. Um, don't feel like you have to rush into anything at all. Take, take your time, you know, and see, see how it works out for you. Uh, but know that you always have your father to fall back on. Um, and you always have that support system behind you. And so I don't think anybody's rushing you to do anything right now. So you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't rush yourself uh, to do anything right now. So um, that is, that's what I got. Um, Pray about it. See what works out best and uh, take your time and just focus on you and your baby for right now. You know what I'm saying? And just trying to be the strong woman. It sounds like you have, um, you have been. So again, all of my, uh, all of my positive thoughts and, energy and everything to you while you're going through um going through a really difficult time um and like Kia said also a huge we really strongly uh, commend you for the strength that you've exhibited so far and you know knowing that you've got to keep putting one foot in front of the other every single day so yeah man because I mean you don't you don't want to be with nobody who don't want you and if somebody looks you in your face and tell you that they don't want you thank them and carry on yeah. about your life. Appreciate yeah. it, pimp. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Listen, Stop playing in favor. my face. I have been there, and it is a favor that you will not understand in that moment, but I promise you years down the line, you're going to say, my goodness, that is one of the best things that ever happened to me. Absolutely. So, yeah, keep us updated. Let us know. We're praying for you. Y'all encourage uh all of our listeners, I hope that you guys join us when we say that we're praying and, and sending positive energy, positive thoughts and well wishes to the people who, you know, ha- to have the courage to submit and ask questions. It's hard to ask for help, especially, um, you know, in a somewhat public forum. You know, you don't always have to disclose your name or identity or anything like that. But, you know, it's hard to just admit, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. So, uh Hopefully we're all just know that we're all rallying behind you and lifting you up um, Mm -hmm. and believing that this this circumstance, even though it sucks right now, baby girl, I'm sure that it does. um, Mm -hmm. It is going to make you stronger and it's going to just, you know, give you 
uh, the the only testimony that's going to like be amazing when you when you really really you can look back when you when your baby is being you know sworn in as the president of the United States or something you can look <laughs> back and say you remember when your raglass daddy talk about he didn't want to be married no more okay mm-hmm. all right that's what's what up we guess what we didn't so- need you okay. <laughs> No, you are going to you are going to find a blessing in the the pot uh, at the end of your rainbow once you figure out, you know, once you get past this difficult time, because kids like I this is I know this is a difficult time. You know what I'm saying? I know there are moments where you can't do nothing but cry, but um, but you're going to have so many blessings that are going to come from this later on. Hard body. Yes, like indeed. Like you're you're not even you're not even you don't even know what's coming your direction yet, but it's going to be something great. It's going to be something fantastic, um, and it's going to be something that you never thought that you would have because you have been blessed um, with the freedom from a raggedy nigga. Listen, celebrate. Let's have a party. Get them out of here. We don't need them. Yeah. <laughs> get them out of here. Out of get them out of here. Get them out of here. Get this nigga the hell out of here. Party, please. <laughs> Sir, get your thing. I'll cater. Exactly. I'll cater it. And I will host it. Get your get yes. your tail. Let's get it's an event. Pick up all of your video game remote controllers and hit the door. You don't want to be married no more. All right. God bless you. Bye. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, all of our prayers to you, love. You you make sure you keep us updated and we will keep you lifted. Certainly. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Time for the petty peeves. Yep. So I have two petty peeves this week. Um, Both of them are my own. (laughs) (laughs) If you are not surprised. The first one is if you ask me for gum (laughs) every day. Oh, my God. Every day. Help us, Jesus. Then take your ass to the store and buy some gum. Like, go and buy some gum and leave me alone and get out of my face. Because you know when you wake up that you're going to want some gum that day. And what what you are doing is being cheap and coming and digging in my pockets. So now I got to buy double gum because I keep sharing with you every day. So that is, um, that is, that is the first peeve. Okay. And the second one. It's for my mother. Oh, boy. Who has found this show. Hey, mom! <laughs> and decided she was going to call me and and tell me all of the things she would like me to do and not do during the show. And so... Oh, Lord. Um, I would just like to say to my beautiful mother that, uh, girl, don't listen to this. <laughs> Um, you should really stop listening to things that you know are going to upset you. Oh, I love you dearly. I appreciate your gift of life. Oh, my goodness. Um, but don't be calling stressing me out with all of that. Love ya. <laughs> was that really a petty peeve? I felt like was that was more, more of an announcement. Sure, that too. Yes, all of that. All encompassing. Don't, don't listen, girl, if it's going to make you mad. <clears throat> okay, so my petty peeve <laughs> is, you know, we're recording early today, uh, this week. So we're recording on Sunday. 
So I have the benefit of just having recently experienced church, um, you know, and, and I'm going to, I'm just going to share one of my own personal thoughts, you know, just being a, a regular degular parishioner in the church. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, I believe I would really, really appreciate it if churches would have a section for the tone deaf. <laughs> I feel like if you, you know, because it's a condition, you know what I'm saying? It's not like <laughs> something that you control or something that you would choose. You know what I'm saying? It's just an, it's just a fact of your life and experience. And you're not judged for that. You know what I'm saying? Because we know that you cannot help it. Howsoever, your your incapacity to hear pitch and match pitch uh, really impedes the worship experience of those that are sitting around you, especially when many of us are just trying to have our own, you know, worship moments of worship and we're singing, but we are hindered <laughs> because you very, and you know, especially most times when, when, when people, people, Hearing somebody who can sing makes you want to sing. Like, that's just natural, right? When you hear somebody and they're singing a song that you know and it's a song that you like and they're singing it well, you just jump right on in with them. Because, that's you why know, people be holding their ear and making all them faces and right. singing like Mariah Carey because they right. want to. Because, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just, it's just, I want to. But I understand that you're in your zeal <laughs> to want to <laughs> sing. I just would that you would be mindful of the way that your sound affects the sounds that are coming out of the people around you because I had the privilege of sitting next to a lady. I'm going to say it's the privilege because, you know, she's a nice lady. But I had the privilege of sitting next to this young lady today who had the grave misfortune of not only being tone deaf, but she, she just, she... Oh, happy day! Oh, happy day! Oh, happy day! Where did Jesus walk? Where did Jesus walk? When Jesus walked. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, I don't know, man. It just, I just wish that she would have her own section so she could freely <laughs> give her gifts to the God and not have to work, like, you know, not have to, we, we, we wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Others would not have to be bound by her praise. You know what I'm saying? We were singing the blood that Jesus shed for me. And like literally everywhere that I tried to sing, <laughs> she was just with me. She just wouldn't let me. I couldn't shake your girl. I was just like, okay, I'm going to sing down here. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe I'm with, and she just, the blood that Jesus shed. That probably sounds better than what she was doing. Whoa. Like, it scared me. It scared me. Because she, in her mind, must have thought that she sounded amazing. Because she was so loud. And I was just looking at her like, yes, girl. <laughs> and I was trying to like keep focus because it's communion time. I'm trying to be mindful of I'm taking the body and the blood of Jesus. I'm trying to be mindful of the sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the zone. And she is soothes my death. I'm just like, girl, you better sing. Amazing. <laughs> Great! 
And I'm just like, oh, oh if she would have just had her own <laughs> section, she would have just been free to worship him. And we all would not have had to deal with that. But we did. But we all made it through. We all made it through. But I just wish that those who, you know, the tone deaf and those who are incapable of staying in their own lane, you mm. know what I'm saying? I wish that they had a section of the church where they could just be free to worship God in their own way. Um, <laughs> that would bless me. You know what I'm saying? And then That's the best dangerous. part is like, I was like, oh man, we made it through the song. Thank God. We sit down and she touches my knee and she's like, yo, thank you so much for singing. You helped me so much. And I'm just like, you're welcome, sis. You helped me so much. And I'm like, how did I help you? Because if this was, if this, what I heard was with help, <laughs> my Jesus today. But that's my petty peeve. You know what I'm saying? You have to know your strengths. Well, I was helping you. You were disservicing me because I couldn't I do did, my praise right. I just had to nod. And I, I didn't want to discourage her because she has a right to sing. <laughs> She has the right to sing. I just wish that we would have sections in the church lips. that were that were restricted. You know what I'm saying? Like you can only sit over here if you are able to, you know, hold your peace. Nah, they just gotta give them a little a little card when they walk in. <laughs> you have this card. We just want you like to the, sing. like the ushers know. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have this card, this means that you are only to be seated in this section. You need to be seated here or you need to be lip syncing. Right. Like that way we can make sure that there are no audience mics in that section so that the people who are listening to the <laughs> telecast or the stream of the service are not, you know, just distracted, woo, just completely. I mean, I was really thrown took, off. He took me <laughs> over today. Like she took me completely over. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. I'm like, girl, it's like seven different notes, but you're singing the same one very loudly. I'm just trying to figure out where you're going with this so that we can get together. She's lost. I just, she just, she she's able and welcome to praise God in her own way. I just wish that it didn't have to bother what I was Slightly. doing. Just quietly. Ooh, it was so much. It was so much. But listen, we thank you guys shout for listening. What it is? Shout out to Tone Shout out. You know what I'm saying? And those of us, you have to know. If you, because, I mean, woof. I just, let me thank God. Let me thank God that I can hear pitch and I can match it. Whew, thank you, Lord. You're able. You're so good. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's our petty peeves. Thank you guys for listening to Getting Grown with Jaden Kia. We hope that this episode was to your liking. Um, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you know how to reach us. All of our contact information is listed in the description box as always. Oh, I am so sorry. I just forgot something. Um, um, it is February. It is the first episode uh, of February. And as such, we are kicking off the Getting Grown Book Club. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so like, what is it? Like, I like, say, <laughs> what's going on? Oh my god! And oh. I said, hey, oh my god, what's going on? All right. Sorry. So <laughs> indeed, you guys have voted. Thank you guys to everyone who voted via the poll that was on the pin tweet on my Twitter page, uh, and. You guys have selected. We put up three options for the book club 
And the winner, receiving a grand total of 42% of votes, is the sisters are all right changing the broken narratives of black women in america by tamara winfrey harris i will be sure to include the amazon um link we're going to read this book during the month of february and then hopefully in the month of march we'll have an episode where we'll talk about uh the book and then announce uh what the next book of the book club will be so again the sisters are all right changing the broken narrative of black women in america is the first book of the Getting Grown Book Club. Uh, I'm excited. So get on board. Get on board. Get your books. Uh, there's a Kindle version available for $9.99. The paperback is $12.82. And if you're feeling froggy and you want the hardcover, you can have it for $15.95. So Said nobody. You can pick your pleasure. I think it's also available on Audible as well if you want to listen to the book so we will leave all that information in the description box as well jade is there any other announcement that you would like to make before we close no yeah man oh um also (laughs) i am oh yes go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead um again make sure that you get your you reserve your spots for the Jaden XD live show do that, do that, in do that. LA at Cal State the link will be in the description box i know that there is limited seating left um also a ticket does not guarantee you entry because it is first come first serve but it is best to RSVP ahead of time so make sure you guys click the link in the description box if you're in the LA area we will be there on April 21st don't miss the bus children boom uh, also, um, I have heard your cries and, uh, <laughs> we'll be making a link available for you all to purchase Team Typing Fast t-shirts. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I'm starting small with a small Teespring campaign. I'm going to have a black t-shirt and a white t-shirt and I may do a sweatshirt, uh, but I need you guys to respond. If you guys want Team Typing Fast merch, I need you guys to uh, support this first campaign so that I can have the means to invest in, um, you know, making the merch more readily available on a consistent basis. But um, this is my baby steps for making the shirts available now. So I'm asking for your support. I love my T-shirt. Jade has one as well. It's pretty fly. Um, And hopefully we'll be able to have more merch available to you all soon. But I'm starting. Hopefully you guys will be into it. I'll have those links um, on my social media. If I can have them before we record, I mean, if I can have them by the time the show is released, then I will put them in the description box. Um, But if not, you guys know how to find me on social media and they will be available there. And I will also post to my social media so you guys will be able to get your team time. So you better get them because you've been hollering about it for the longest. So you better (laughs) grab these shirts. I don't care. Kia can be diplomatic. I'm (laughs) telling you, y'all been running your jibs for almost a year from the very first time Team Typing Fast was announced. So if y'all don't get no shirts, you ain't really about that life. That's all I'm saying. It's just some, it's a lot that goes into this stuff. More than more than I thought, uh, sure more than you you would think. So, you know, we are a small black owned, black run enterprise. We're trying <laughs> to make it happen. Um, so support us if you will. And like Kia said, we have other merch coming to you guys soon, along with some fun, big announcements. So hey. um, stay tuned for that. And yeah, you will be able to get your praise the Lord niggas shirts and hats soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. 
Okay. In the meantime, um, use your hand cream and moisturize your knuckles. <laughs> Indeed. And also uh, sanitize because it's flu season. Amen. Yes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, do that and uh, moisturize. Mind your business. Drink your water. Uh, all of that. Oh. What's up? Sorry. I'm sorry. One more thing. Um, just want to shout out uh, my cousin, Dennis Edwards, who passed. Oh, um, my goodness. Yesterday. Yesterday. Day before yesterday. Um, so on Friday. Thank you, sis. Um, he was 74 years old. He passed the day before his birthday. Uh, we have a really, really large family. Um, I met Dennis actually when I was, I met Dennis a few times. I met him as a kid. And then as a teenager, um, he got us all tickets to go Is to this a the Dennis Edwards? Yeah, don't look any further. Is your Dennis. cousin? That's my cousin. That's my mom's maiden oh my name, gosh, Edwards. So famous. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Dennis Edwards of the Temptations is your cousin. That's my cousin. Oh my um, yeah, yeah, so legendary. You guys, thank you guys for all of your uh, really nice comments, Dennis. Um, yeah, he was jovial. I, he was super jovial. He got us tickets to go to the Temptations review. I remember, I think I was like 16 when we went, but it was a good time. Um, so his legacy lives on. Um, if you guys are not familiar with the Temptations catalog and you like old music, get into it because. Um, um, and if you've been living under a rock, because aside from that being family, that is one of my favorite groups of all time. Yes. So that's it. That's all we got. Hmm. Thank you guys for listening. You guys. Yeah. Do everything we said at the end. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.